1: Now, you notice that James says, if a man claims to have faith. He didn't say if a man has faith. He said if a man claims to have faith. And the implication here is this person doesn't have a genuine faith, it's merely intellectual.
2: Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout, so glad you've joined us for another daily visit. If you'd like to let us know that you listen, you can go to the website studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. We're a nonprofit outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and they would very much appreciate knowing that you listen. Pastor Leighton is in the book of James and continues his study today.
1: See, the one thing that James cannot stand is profession without practice, words without deeds. For James, faith and love go together. And and he uses a vivid illustration to to portray this in, in talking about a brother or sister in need. Now, being that he describes them as a brother or sister, they belong to the family of believers. They belong to the church. They're Christians. And he describes them as being without clothes and in need of food. Their situation is desperate. And what he's saying is, is talking about it is not enough. Real compassion doesn't just talk, it does something. And and, and faced with this need, someone in the community, one of you, he says, responds with this statement, I, I wish you well, or depart and go in peace. Now that was a... Common biblical blessing. And they also said, keep warm and be well fed. That was basically a prayer. So they're giving blessings and prayers. It's like saying, I wish you well and that God takes care of you because I don't have the time for you. And all they're doing is wishing well. And they're using this as a cover, a religious cover, for their failure to act and meet that need. You know, we have to be careful to never allow a phrase like I'll be praying for you or I'll pray for you to become a cop-out for not rendering aid when we are capable of rendering aid. If we're able, we are responsible. If we're able, we're responsible. Now sometimes all we can do is pray. This week I got a call to go to the hospital and pray for a family. The father and husband is passing away and all I can do is pray. And I have been praying. But if there is a need and we are aware of a resource or we have a resource that can meet that need, we're able to meet that need in some way, then we have a responsibility to meet that need. What James is saying is, if you've got the ability and you don't do anything, what value is your faith? And he goes on to answer that in the next verse. He says, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Your faith is as good as dead. But someone will say, well, you have faith and I have deeds. Well, then show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by what I do. So James here is responding with a challenge. He's saying, show me your faith without deeds. Come on. Show me your faith without deeds. I'm waiting. See, it can't be done. Faith cannot be demonstrated apart from action. It's not a case of either faith or deeds. It's necessarily a case of faith and deeds. What James here is wanting to know is what kind of faith this speaker possesses. And if it, if it, if it amounts to nothing more than words, it is worthless. True faith is inseparably joined to deeds of love. And the word translated deeds here means work or action or accomplishment. It's something done. And here it's in the plural form, which in the New Testament oftentimes denotes a behavior with an ethical or religious consequence, like the works can be evil leading to condemnation, or they can be good leading to commendation from God. So James is not really contrasting faith and works as if these are two alternative options that we have of approaching God. One person can approach God on the basis of faith, another on the basis of deeds. In any well proportioned life of the believer, there must be faith and deeds. It is only through deeds that our faith can be proven and demonstrate itself, and it's only through faith that these deeds will be attempted and accomplished. Verse 19, you believe that there's one God? Good for you. Do you hear the sarcasm? The for you is not in the original, but I added that to get the point across. <laughs> he's being sarcastic here. Even the demons believe that and shudder. So what he's pointing out here is if, if, if all you got is some creed, some religiosity, even if it's a really good theology, it's not good enough. And he points to the demons. Why does he point to the demons? Because the demons have a really good theology. Let me explain. Demons are angels that have fallen, fallen angels, which meant at some time in the distant past, they were in heaven where God is. They know God a whole lot better than any of us because they've been in heaven, we haven't. They got kicked out, that's why they're fallen angels. No fallen angel can claim salvation just because he has good theology. Because their deeds contradict their theology. They are in rebellion against God. Their faith leads them to shudder in fear. What James is suggesting here is some of the people that are reading this aren't even afraid. They're not even shivering in fear. And to that James says, You foolish man! You want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? He's being very blunt here. You foolish man very similar to what Jesus said in Matthew 5, you fool foolish translate a Greek word that literally means empty. It connotes a lack of understanding, a hard hearted stubbornness of ignorance similar to the Fool, it's mentioned in Proverbs. On the road to Emmaus, Jesus corrected the two men by saying, How foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. And then he continues, he says, Do you want evidence? Well, let's look at the Bible and find an example. How about the example of Abraham? Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. So James appeals to the Old Testament to prove the importance that faith a faith that works, and and this is appropriate in, in large part. He's writing primarily to a Jewish audience of Christians, and and it's also natural for him to appeal to Abraham, because as he puts it, Abraham is our father or our ancestor. The word there could mean either your immediate father or an ancestor. And one test of Abraham's willingness to obey the Lord, God called Abraham to offer in sacrifice his son Isaac, the son of promise he was the son through which god's promise of a line of descent would would exist and and just as abraham is about to plunge the knife down his hand is stayed and isaac's life is spared it's found in genesis chapter 22 an angel of the lord intervenes and says now i know you fear god abraham had showed an unreserved obedience to God. And we know from Scripture that this is the last test of faith for Abraham. And he heard a voice from heaven saying, It is enough. Abraham's faith was made complete. Now Abraham had a life of faith. I mean, God came to him when he was Ur of the Chaldees and says, I want you to leave. And that took a great deal of faith because his family was there, his friends was there, his business was there, his security was there, his comfort was there. God asked him to move and didn't even say where he was going. But in obedience, Abraham did what God said. And then he had to wait many decades for the fulfillment of God's promise to give him Isaac. Many years after Sarah should have been able to bear a child, And then finally, he demonstrated his obedience by being willing to sacrifice Isaac, even though doing so would have logically meant the end of the promise. But as the writer of Hebrews says, Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. So Abraham was thinking, I don't know why God is asking me to do this. But I know that if my son dies, God can raise him from the dead. God can still keep his promises. God always keeps his promises. I just need to be obedient. James says, you see, here's definite proof that faith and works go together. That faith and action are never separated. That one naturally flows from the other.
2: I've always felt that when you study the book of James, you see common sense woven throughout every verse. Pastor Layton has been in the book of James for a number of days now and will continue tomorrow. I hope you can join us then. If you've missed any of this series, you can find it on the ministry website, studyversebyverse.com. Details about the church are on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Looking ahead, Church of the Highlands is having a worship and prayer service at 7 p.m. on the National Day of Prayer, Thursday, May 3rd. And after the service, they're serving apple pie and ice cream. That's on the National Day of Prayer, 7 p.m., May 3rd. That's a Thursday. More details are on the web at Highlands.us. That's Highlands.us, including directions to the church campus. Join us tomorrow as Pastor Layton continues in the book of James, and we open the Word of God to study verse by verse.